Welcome to the Modern Savage Podcast. This is episode four. My guest today is my friend Jake Wagner, an expert in nutrition focused on improving and optimizing health through a holistic lifestyle approach centered on diet, science-based supplementation, fitness, and mindset. All right, so I appreciate you coming by and us finally having a chance to do this. I'm excited to be here. Yeah? Thanks for having me. It's been a while, man. What have you been up to? Oh, we have uh, a lot of different things. We have yeah. been um, on the work front. We are launching a sports line, and so that's keeping me super, super busy. Okay. And just there's just been um, some massive opportunities on the clinician side as well. There's just a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. So like, what's been going on with the sports line? Where's sports line? Um, we're gonna be, we're gonna have a summit coming up um, in about 14 days. We're okay. gonna be doing a strength and conditioning summit. Um, which Give is, people a little bit of background as far as like you know, designs for health yourself. Yes. Like, and sort of how you and I came to know each other, yep. and and I think most importantly what distinguishes you and designs for health from like a lot of the other players in the game my so usually i start with myself i i've been an autodidact or self-educated in nutrition since i was like a teenager yeah. uh, managed the gnc was an athlete and have probably consumed or <laughs> recommended <laughs> tens of thousands of supplements right. um and so like it's one of the great loves of my life i just the biochemistry and the way that we can interact with the world mm-hmm. um and the world as compromised as it is especially in the western world nowadays um finding really good nutrition through mm-hmm. supplementation is a necessity i would agree and so um <clears throat> designs for health helped me get healthy when i was maybe uh, 19 years old, you know, I have a lot of mood disorders in my family and ADHD and all that. Okay. And, um, I had taken tons of supplements and, uh, went to a naturopathic doctor who put me on like three designs for all supplements. Okay. And I'd never felt better in my life than, than when I was on those supplements. And, um, so fast forward, you know, I had a successful career in fundraising. It was something I did in nonprofit that I, I really appreciated doing. And we found out my son was on the autism spectrum, um, about, four and a half years ago and was just kind of looking for a way to help him, you know, right. through that and not a whole lot of interventions in typical Western medicine. Um, and so um, at that time, Designs for Health was looking for um, somebody in my, to represent them in this territory. Mm-hmm. And I remembered how successful I had been um, using their products myself Sure. and took that opportunity and I have never looked back. It's been an incredible four and a half years. Where, like, what about a little bit about sort of the origins of Designs for Health? Yeah, so Designs for Health, uh, they started out as clinicians, mm-hmm. uh, predominantly in, like, weight loss, weight management. Sure. On the East Coast, up by, like, Suffield, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jonathan Lazat and his wife started the company, and they were looking for, um, they couldn't source, like, high enough quality carnitine at the sure. time. And so they uh, started sourcing it themselves, and from that, um, that was 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and they've kind of kept this science first approach or design with their products, which is as the science changes, we update our formulas. It's state of family owned company. Um, you, you know, the supplement world is the wild, wild west. There's no FDA regulation. Why do you think that is like, why is it that it's that, you know, obviously you and I have a deep appreciation for the science behind nutrition. Why do you think that there's such a void in that? I mean, like, I was joking with a, a buddy this weekend and we were talking about like the old school days when we'd go to like go into GNC like yeah. in the early days and, and what you could get on the shelves. It was just, just like, do you remember something called the Russian bear? Yeah. It was just a, not, it was a, it was a cellophane packet of like 
six to ten nondescript pills that they would just have you take. Like, like what? And people would do it. You know, like, it was things, just crazy. The things that, like, literally steroids that we outlawed that the Russians were making, you used to be able to buy from GNC. Right. Uh, tweaked hormone molecules, um, things that are 50 times more potent than your own endocrine system. Right. Yeah, I mean, and then some of it's like, you know, 50% sawdust, you yeah. know, yeah, you don't know or what you're getting. Or silica or whatever All else. kinds or, of amphetamines, yeah. So, I mean, or like, how, how does that stuff, you know, with, it's crazy because you have the FDA, which is so stringent. Yes. When it comes to things like, you, you know, any sort of medication down to like Tylenol or aspirin. Right. And, and yet this stuff is just out there and you could buy it just as much as you want, anytime you want. I mean, I think it's like anything, um, you're selling this idea, right? There's, sure. there's this hype in marketing that if you um, get something that totally shuts down your uh, appetite or um, can get you like a quick result, right. more, more muscle, less body fat, a lot sure. of times, um, that people will buy that. Oh, like, yeah. You know, and well, they, no they buy into the I mean, idea. And I, I really do. I think it, it goes into um, pharmacology. And I, I have nothing against uh, pharmaceuticals. I think... They definitely have their place. Oh, you know? absolutely. Um, it's one resource and tool. But we used to have this wide spectrum of everything from like homeopaths, which is now sort of like witch doctory, to what we, allopaths or like the modern MD. Mm-hmm. And um, we really sort of ostracized and alienated that whole side. And there is a resurgence happening where mm-hmm. we see that, that uh, sector growing, like the holistic space. Sure. Where a lot of these things are, like our company um, will come back full circle to that. But... Um, what I really think it is, is we've gotten into this idea of you go to the doctor, you get a pill, you take that pill, you're done. Mm-hmm. And, um, people are, are, we're looking for, are looking for that solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the marketing and sort of the market has corrected to sort of provide, if you just take this pill, you'll lose weight. If you just take this pill, you'll look, you know, sexy or whatever. And, um, not well, I taking think America's all about yeah. the, all, all about the, you know, now, the instant gratification, yep. right? But I think what's amazing to me is, you know, like I look back on people that I knew, like my grandmother, right? She had like natural remedies for things. Correct. And she grew up where she grew up, when she grew up, there wasn't a CVS, there wasn't a Walgreens, you know? You had to rely much, much more on the natural world. And I think that we got away from that to our detriment. I think everything was, you know, the quick chemical fix, right? And especially in our culture where everything is an instant gratification. And if you look at GNC, a lot of it is based on aesthetics, mm-hmm. right? You're a guy, you want to be jacked, take these pills, you get jacked. You're a girl, you want to lose weight, take these pills, you're going to lose weight. Instead right. of want to lose weight, you want to get ripped, go to the gym, put in the work. And, yeah. and somewhere along the line, like those wires got crossed. And I think people hopefully now... But I still think very slowly are starting to learn that that's just not the way that it works. Yeah, it's it's like um, it can be infinitely complex. You can talk to I have the I have the benefit in my profession of speaking to research scientists and PhDs and very very in like biochemistry or the microbiome, all the way to like you know energy workers. And what you what you discover um, in that spectrum is yeah, it can be way over your head where people just, they don't want to go there or think about that. They just want a pill to help you work, but there really are some simple things that we've sort of given up on. I mean, I think of food, you and I are a huge proponent of, of eating food that you take out of the ground. Our grandmas and grandpas, they all made their own ferments. You know, you fermenting vegetables, you're putting it in there, you're feeding, um, that microbiome. Most people are not even aware that you are more 
microbiome, you have more micro, microbiotic cells that are foreign than you have human cells in your body. Well, and also the fact that people don't appreciate the fact that, like, what you eat, of course, is going to have some sort of an effect on the microbiology inside of your intestines. Yeah. Those microbes secrete chemicals. Mm -hmm. How can that possibly not affect you as as the organism in total. Correct. It just the, the, the total disconnect between yeah. that. You know, like there's the adage where you can say garbage in, garbage out, which actually is true, but like no one ever takes the time to break that down and appreciate exactly what that means and how that has such a massive impact on your well-being at large. So um, one example of that in the modern crisis with COVID and infectious disease, you have um, about one immune cell uh, uh, to 200,000 micro microbiotics. If, if you have to find four of those microbiotics of the 200,000 are terrorists and they're going to blow up your, your concert or whatever. It's like, it's like a summer fest and mm -hmm. you got 200,000 people. You got one cop. Mm -hmm. um, if he's got to find those four terrorists before they blow the place up, he's never going to find them. He's reliant on the 196,900 and you know, the, the other, the other uh, microbiome to, to communicate with it. And so when that uh, equilibrium is out of whack, yeah, not only are you not uh, receiving nutrition from your foodstuffs that aren't nearly as nutrient dense as what our grandparents ate, mm -hmm. if you're eating real foods, then you add in the chemical cacophony of things that are food-like products that we started making in this country in the 1950s. Um, and you have this sort of like chemical soup where your body doesn't know what to do with it. It's locking away toxins. And where do we lock away toxins in our fat cells? creating more fat cells to store more toxins, not wanting to release those fat cells. And then those fat cells retroactively are changing our hormones. Um, and it's just this vicious, vicious downward cycle. And so, yeah, we slap a bandaid on it by going to GNC and taking like some, like ephedrine or something, which got outlawed or whatever the, the next new tweaked molecule is. That's just redlining an already stressed system. And we wonder why we have, you know, terrible heart disease and diabetes. Well, the health epidemic that we have. Correct. I think one of the things that just galls me is the fact that, like, there are so few people that, that understand the science. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember the first time that you and I sat down together and you started talking and I was just like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> someone who actually gets it. Yeah. But, like, I find it a curiosity and I suppose just a massive disappointment that there are so few people, mm -hmm. you know, that no one takes the time to actually. And, and as you said, maybe we're seeing a little bit of a, you know, of a shift in the wind with people sort of pumping the brakes and looking and sort of examining, like, why is it that we do have all these health issues now that we didn't before? Um, and, you know, one of the things that you and I are, are hugely into is like is, you know, optimization. Of, of both the mind and the body, mm -hmm. but we're not even there yet. What, I mean, I think what we're talking about right now is just maintaining baseline function. Right. And so there's so few people that are that are behind that on the bell curve. That how do we address it to get people just just to just to baseline? And then once you're there, you know, like you were just saying with your sports line and things like that, how do we take people that are already yes. on top of their game, eating healthy, working out, doing the right things, and then provide them with scientifically validated you know so, and research yep. supplementation to really supercharge things to then push it to the not just adequate but superior level so i appreciate you bringing that uh back in line and that'll kind of that takes us kind of to how we met but right uh before we get there 
the difference between a clinical nutrition line and one like uh, Designs for Health, which is incredibly unique and like 90, 95% of what else is out there is we have a three-part audit system. Um, we have a research team. We gather thought leaders from all the different disciplines in the area. And we're talking everything from Ayurvedic medicine, uh, Western Chinese herbalism, um, modern nutraceuticals, um, you know, all different disciplines. How much of this is you guys sort of breaking ground is maybe not the right word, but I'll use that because I don't have a better one as far as investigating aspects of this field which have not previously been investigated versus looking into pre-existing research literature, things like that for, for you Great know, question. Yeah. continual validation. So what ends up happening a lot of times, like another uh, chapter in the Designs for Health story was folic acid. Uh, we started to find that there were issues with folic acid, especially with pregnant mothers and a lot of people with MTFHR, um, you know, genetic SNPs and issues there. And what we're talking about is some people can't process that nutrient. We put it all over everything and we set like this high standard. And then if you supplement it, when you can't absorb it, it's problematic. It can cause other problems. And so we started Not to seeing mention the fact that it doesn't address the issue precisely. that you're taking it to begin with. Exactly. And it can cover up problems that you have. Absolutely. So uh, when that when we started to see the literature stacking up, so we had we've had this system in place since the beginning where we're looking at uh, PubMed studies, pre-PubMed studies before that became a thing um, and the community at large. And we're constantly in communication. Research and education is a huge portion of what we do. And that helps us keep like our finger on the pulse of what's happening. So we changed to folate well before anyone else, uh, a natural form of B12. And we have all the different variants of, of that in like, I think it's like 15 products. Um, but that was a very expensive decision at the time. But we had our finger on that pulse. We're looking for that. And then when you get the folate, making sure even if it's like a world-class supplier, which a lot of this, the companies buy from the same supplier, um, we test it in a lab for potency and for cleanliness, you know, from all the different allergens that can be in our foodstuffs. Um, we test it in process to make sure that it's what we say it is, and we test it going out to make sure that it's, it, it is at the amount of the label claim for the entire life of the product. And so um, we hold ourselves to that standard, and we submit ourselves to like third-party testing but that's something we choose to do because there isn't the same regulation around these things. One of the you things, can't patent them right. the same way you can patent a drug. One of the things that I found just sort of shocking was to realize that you go out there and like you go to one gym and this guy's like, oh, I have my own protein line. And you go to another gym and it's, oh, I have my own protein line. And this guy's got his own protein. But it's not. It's all the same thing a with a times. different label slapped onto it. Yeah. There are a few distributors of quote unquote like protein powder. And what they do is they just they put a new sticker on the outside of the packaging right. and they you go to one gym to the next gym to the next gym to the next gym and you think that you're getting something different it's exactly the same thing very very easily could be which yeah. is crazy to me because you have these guys that are like oh i've got my new line of protein like no you don't no you don't and, and they can they can make these claims um, to the point where they they're looking at it legalistically yeah what can i get away with saying not like what is the actual health benefit of this thing? Right. And yeah, like proteins, for instance, uh, whey protein, everybody knows that's a good muscle building protein. Most of the, the whey protein on the market comes as a runoff from the cheese and dairy industry. And so that has been nuked, you know, as it's chemically separated. 
um, even if they naturally separate it, there's nothing alive in that by the time you're putting your body and you're creating this like enzymatic load on your body uh, that it has to overcome because you're eating something that's very dead. And that's not always bad, but with dairy, it, it is um, frequently problematic for most of the population. And what also I think is hilarious is if you go into some of these places and you, you have any understanding of the science and you talk to the people that are selling it, you realize they have they have zero knowledge of, of anything that they're selling. It's and you're bro like, science at best. It, yeah. Which is exactly which one yeah. of my most favorite terms, is bro, <laughs> bro science. science. Like yeah. I remember like several years ago, like we went to the Arnold Classic. Yeah. Right? I had a couple oh, days wow. off okay. and it was the UFC happened to be in town and we nice. went there. Yep. Just the stuff you saw and the things you heard, like walking around and we didn't tell anybody that we actually understood any of the science behind everything. And my favorite advertisement for some product was they were advertising that if you took their product, you would get thick rope-like veins. <laughs> and I was like, thick rope-like veins. Like, this was a selling point. And yeah. I was like, that sounds like a medical condition. Like, that sounds like if I had thick rope-like veins, I would go to see a doctor immediately. Yeah, right. And this is something that people are just out there pushing. Oh, yeah. And and people are lining up. Like, I mean, I guess I'd be curious to know what, like, it's got to be a b- multi-billion dollar industry the supplement industry especially sports medicine it's like inundated with um with extremism and i mean i i really look at our society i think novelty is the thing that we're after you see these guys it's always what's more extreme you know what i mean as if that's going to be better for you realizing that like in the long haul you're actually creating problems like uh, um, adrenal fatigue um issues with your gut microbiome Uh, excessive toxicity because these are uh, things that your body doesn't know how to process Um, and then when you rev an already strained it would be like you have the the rings on your engine are just about fried let's throw some nas in there and run light this sucker down (laughs) highway 100 you know and that's like that's what we're doing and then people wonder why their engine sports nutrition quotations because um that's the last thing that these athletes need for well, performance. I mean, like, so, you know, I was just down uh, in Florida at one of the major universities, and I know some of the people that are coaches there, and yes. we were sitting down and having some conversations. But, you know, one of the things that uh, one of these guys said to me that like, just took me off my feet was he was saying that, you know, he and I are, you know, we've, we've had a lot of good discussions as far as nutrition and these kinds of things. And one of the things that he was trying to do was develop a more sort of robust nutritional plan for his squad. Right. And there's actually a quote-unquote nutritionist for the for the team. Okay. And he laid out, he actually sat down and broke down, like, this is what I want to do, and this is why, and he had researched some of the science. And the nutritionist actually told him, you know, it's probably just easier if you just take your guys to Smoothie King. <laughs> like, verbatim, like, said that. And you're just like, this is not at, like, this is not at, a, like, a local high school. This right. is at a major like highly ranked university sports program where like international recruits, like they're bringing people in from all four corners. That's the nutritional advice that you're getting. How can that possibly be? It's it's a huge gambit. Um, There's, there's in the same thing, like you can go to a different medical professional and you can get a guy who just works on that surgery, or you can get a generalist who has his license and cut you open, but has no, has never seen before the thing that you're trying to fix. Right. Um, I, there are, there is like a group, a very well-known group. And so when we were looking at our sports line, um, a lot of these guys were disciples of uh, the godfather of nutrition and strength uh, training, 
was Charles Poliquin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he recently passed away, but he, the rich heritage of understanding how nutrition works, especially in the arena of athletic performance and strength gain. Mm -hmm. and so he was like, uh, he was a, a, you know, I, I'm, you can look this guy up. Um, there, it's a long story, but um, a lot of the guys that have gone D1 or professional, um, there's there's a good group of them who are like disciples of, of Charles. Mm -hmm. And um, those people really understand, but a lot of their counterparts, you know, we're, we're finding it's just like um, any other industry. You're, you can't just expect that because they're at that level that mm -hmm. they have that same uh, unique knowledge. Sure. Because a lot of the trainers um, and even nutritionists, depending on uh, what system they came out of, sure. they're not learning those things either. Do you find that people are like receptive to at least hearing what you have to say and considering it when you guys come around? Or is there resistance to it? They're... they're in general, I would say if you came off the street, there would be great resistance because they've been promised everything under the supplements represents the sort of extremism sure. that we already uh, kind of covered. But um, if you know these guys who are really well expect, uh, respected, um, one guy I can mention is um, Preston Green, worked with mm -hmm. Billy Donovan uh, mm -hmm. with the Florida Gators. Mm -hmm. Preston is still at, um, and he'll be one of the speakers for this this summit. This mm -hmm. summit is like, it's 57 bucks, mm -hmm. and it's got like, like the best guys in the industry, like uh, Ben Prentice, who's, he worked, he's been working with NHL players for 23 years mm -hmm. and, and a bunch of other people. Who are working with professionals, but um, Preston Green and Billy Donovan um, really took into account how are we making up for the excess strain these people are putting on their bodies, and how are we um, building supplemental nutrition around good whole food eating. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's what we do. You know, like you you don't want me to write your you know to do your divorce. You know, like if you're if you're gonna do divorce, you don't want me to change your oil. You know, like right. uh, everybody has their specialty. So we take the people who are best at what they do, mm -hmm. and and we put them together. Um, you know, around these things, we we had them look at our already exceptional clinical line and mm -hmm. say, what are the things that you're using with these people? Mm -hmm. And then we went and got um, the excess um, NSF for sport. Uh, certification so you know there's no uh, like um, banned substances in there mm -hmm. and the quality of this is absolutely what it says if not better um, than what's on the label a lot of these people that you're working with is there more of a sort of a well-rounded approach where which is to say that like um, one of the things you and I have talked about a lot is that the foundation has to be whole foods it has to be just natural whole foods and this has to be what we build on and then the supplementation is in addition to that it's to sort of fill in the gaps where they might be, but it is not a substitute for, nor should be a substitute for that. But then in addition to that, Correct. we need to sort of factor in training, recovery, and exactly. all of those things, and it has to be the whole picture. I think that we in this society have a tendency to silo things far too much, and that is where a lot of sort of weaknesses develop. It's the sum total of all the different components right. coming together. When you guys are doing this research, working with these people, having these summits, do you feel like that that is, I know personally you do, but sort of among the greater collective, more of a, a shared mindset? I think it's something that we're constantly evangelizing, um, like on the clinical side, and we will build this out, and it's already built into our educations. Sure. Um, if we talk about a protocol for infectious disease again, right, um, or or athletic performance, we look at it from a dietary, a behavioral, and a supplemental standpoint. And so, um, I really do think if you're like if you're looking for 
um, someone to train you, you should be looking for that sort of approach. You're 100% correct. Um, it is all over the board. I would mm-hmm. say, you know, um, we're getting there, Okay. but definitely not, it's definitely not the mainstay. It's okay. definitely not like, it is definitely something that we're, um, I, get, I look at it excitedly. Mm-hmm. I say people are starting to listen. Sure. It's starting to gain traction, just like we see way more organic food stuffs than we used to. Um, a great one was uh, they used to put coconut oil on popcorn, and that's actually kind of good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, we were uh, anti-fat through the 90s. You remember that whole thing because they were, they were really pushing cash crops and uh, food-like stuff or products created from our cash crops. And <clears throat> so we went low-fat everything, and they started where we sourced all that uh, healthy organic coconut oil. They started ripping out the coconuts uh, and putting in sugarcane, you know, and things like that. And so we, yeah, exactly. It's all about money. And so it it affected that in the long haul. And so the more that we um, can get this out there into these communities and networks and get them working with like those influencers or thought leaders like our D1 teams and our professional teams. That's what I really get excited about. Not just to get those guys great results. Cause mm-hmm. I know that we will. Well, people listen um, to them. Yeah. They see that, that those are our heroes and our idols. And if, if they're doing it and they're performing like that, I can be like Mike, you know what I mean? For sure. And um, so you start to see like the, the market responding, mm-hmm. you know, to that, um, which is really cool. It's, it's been, I think it's going to be a little bit of an uphill slog um, as we, in my opinion, revolutionize um, the sports medicine space mm-hmm. uh, because some of this stuff isn't sexy or exciting. It's not a new tweak uh, or a miracle drug. Mm-hmm. It's just really good base nutrition, yep. balancing out your system um, to get you better performance in the long haul. And understanding even just like the basic understanding of how we utilize energy, speed equals performance, you know, mitochondria equals energy and vitality. And these, these really basic scientific functions that you and I have explored and understood, but most of those words are, you know, are gibberish to people. Yeah, they're gibberish. They just don't understand um, them or but, they haven't learned, but it's how their body, it's their vitality. It's their future. It's their quality of life. You know, do you when you guys are sort of exploring these new sort of fields out there? What about the idea of uh, you know sort of focusing on things like uh, one recovery and then two longevity? Like yes. there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on performance. But one of the things is, I mean, like I'd love to say that I was 22, but I'm not, <laughs> right? And as if you if you look to perform at a consistently high level, you know, I, I forget exactly who it is. I think it's actually Laird Hamilton. He's and um, sure. there's a movie called like I think it's uh, either Ride Every Wave or Take Every Wave, and it's sort of a sort of a biography on him. And he says everybody's a beast when you're 20. Yeah, he was the super surfer, right? Like yeah. The, yeah. Oh, he's. I mean, he's still out there doing yeah. it. Yeah. So he goes, everybody's a beast when you're 20. He's like, and then 30, there's not as many beasts out there. He's like, and then when 40 hits, it's there's almost nobody left. And he goes, and then when 50 hits, there's like two guys left. And that's and there's a good point to that. But I also remember, like, I remember being in the gym when I was, like, 18. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. And, or, you know, like, 20, 22, right around that age, when you just think that you're just, like, you know, the baddest you're thing walking. You're just absolutely yeah. bulletproof. And there was a guy that used to come into the gym, and he had to be he had to be in his late 60s if he was a dad. I love that guy. And this guy would pull out. He had old gardening gloves. Yep. I'll never forget this as long as I live. Okay. And he would just move so much weight. That it was it was like almost unfathomable to anybody in there what this guy could do, and it, you just looked at him and it was just 
probably a, a combination of fantastic genetics, but he was also, he wasn't shredded. He was just unbelievably strong, like real strength. Old man strength, yeah. Like no joke strength. Yeah. And this guy would, I don't know what he did in his life, but like he could get in there and he wasn't, he, he didn't shuffle. He would run around the track. I mean, and I remember looking at him and being like, I want to be that guy. Mm. Like, how is it possible that he is probably closing in on 70 it's still in here and could could outlift i mean anybody in the in in the place you're getting you're getting to like the most fun portion and we could talk about um you're going to get better athletic performance if you cover some of these base things and one of the most exciting things about really high quality nutrition and supplementation is um it doesn't tweak one aspect of your body we're we're looking at you as a whole organism and we can treat the main pillars of like functional medicine are neuroendocrine, uh, detox, and GI. And so, um, when you talk about disease states, and like you, you're like, oh, I don't have any, I don't have diabetes or heart disease, but you might be pre-metabolic condition. You know, you might be pre-diabetes, and you might have uh, elevated cholesterol. Um, those are early warning signs that you're pro, you're in a pro-inflammatory state, and and that can mean a lot of different things in the body, but generally speaking, inflammation equals disease. Mm-hmm. So ninety-eight percent of our genetic code is dormant. And also, when people say like, yeah. when when you say disease, like I think that's important to just sort of touch on that briefly. Disease does not necessarily mean like out and outright illness. Yeah. What it means is that something in your body is in an imbalance. Correct. And that there's some degree of damage, perhaps even on a microscopic level that's being done somewhere, whether it's your joints or or, or whatever it might be. Or perhaps it's, you know, your your gastrointestinal tract where you're not able to absorb food that you, you should be able to Bingo. absorb. Yeah. And it's all those little things. And it's it's not a matter of like one great thing happening, you know, like a cataclysmic event. It's a lot Correct. of little things that yes. over time build up. And I think that's one of the things that people need to have an understanding of. So, yes. And so that's where um, when you're dealing with like a, a, a nutraceutical, a clinical uh, level of nutrition, there are aspects. I mean, you want to control some of those basic things like don't put chemicals in your body. You know, we've all heard of like BPA and things. Um and, and trying to avoid some of those chemical things in your body and trying to remove them. So detox is a huge aspect of, you know, helping your body um, sort of get back into a neutral state uh, where you can kind of make progress. But there are tons of things that you can uh, do. Like um, uh, we, we do have like, you know, anti-aging type products. And, and that's where you're looking at mechanisms like uh, NAD+, um, which if, you're, if your DNA is the CD, NAD plus is the CD player components. And so if we can keep those levels high, we're going to age better. We're not going to break down. We're not going to oxidize, which is rust. We always hear the word antioxidant. Antioxidant is um, keeping your body from aging prematurely. Um, and diabetes and heart disease, diabetes in particular, that's, that's, a, that's an overeating. So that's too much food consuming age-related disease. Mm-hmm. And so when we eat too much and we eat the wrong stuff, we're aging quicker. Oh, yeah. And when we're aging quicker, like I said, that 98% of your dormant code, like your your aunt and uncle had kidney disease and your grandpa had prostate cancer, it's letting the it's letting the uh, inmates out of the asylum, mm-hmm. and there's not enough guards to keep up. And so, <clears throat> what you're doing is you're keeping those uh, the genetic possibility of all of the things that killed your predecessors locked up, so that you can be in an optimal state of performance uh, without all that chemical cacophony in your body. Well, and one of the things is like you know, there's um, there's a great book, 
you know, that I read years ago called Born to Run by a guy named Christopher McDougall. It's a great book. Phenomenal book. Yeah. And one of the lines that he has in that book that I just loved, he goes, you don't stop running because you get older. You get older, older because you stop, stop running. running. And you're yep. just like, and I, it was either him or someone else said that the human creature, animal, is not designed to exist in a state of pain, discomfort, like illness or whatever. That's not how you evolved. You evolved to be healthy. You evolved to be, you know, able to run, able to function, all yep. these kinds of things like that. And what, what just drives me crazy is the fact that people think that they have to live a certain way and you're like, you just have to stop. And, you know, there's, there's so many different fads out there. And that's another thing that just makes me absolutely, you know, just drives me bananas because I'm like, listen, like you are the same biologically as a human being from roughly 10,000 years ago. But the way we live now is radically different from even 200 years ago. We just, we're constantly sedentary. What we eat is garbage. We don't get enough fresh air. We don't get enough sunshine. We don't get enough exercise. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And then people are like, I don't understand why there's all these health issues. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, it's, the math is pretty simple. Like, the further you remove yourself from the way that you were designed, and when I say you, I mean the, the animal that is you was designed to exist, the more problems you're going to have. Look at the lions on the savanna. Live like they live. When you're hungry, eat. Eat healthy. Eat as much as you want. After you eat, fall asleep. Take a good long nap. Get up, stretch, run around, play with your kids. You know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of a thing where we just, nothing about how we live right now, almost nothing suggests health. Yeah, I, I could get into why, I mean, the things like technology, I, I don't think technology is good or bad. I think it's an amplifier of human behavior, right? Absolutely. And so we have, you know, Social Dilemma, I thought was a genius uh, documentary, but it talks about the um, how these things are basically a adapting our perceptions absolutely you know what i mean rewiring our brains rewiring our brains and we have that that click phenomenon um where we we are not connected to the natural world that we live in anymore in a lot of ways and it it really is tragic when you see these things we're we're typically looking at disease state when it's like fourth or fifth degree and we're not looking at the preventive care which is one two and three and um you just don't realize like when a lot of times we'll, we'll do eliminations, right? So you take away uh, wheat uh, or, or gluten as, as a, as something that, that aggravates a person's GI and their whole body. And all of a sudden they're like, Holy cow, you know, I have this mental clarity and then they try and put it back in and they feel like they have a hangover. You know what I mean? And so it's like, we have this perceptual register where we just get used to feeling less vital, yeah. less energy. This stuff is totally normal. Right. And that's what we were trying to do for people is unlock for them, you know, what it, what good quality life actually means. You Why know do you I mean? think that there's such a, a, a lack of education just sort of across the board, whether it be in grade school, high school, college, postgraduate training. Like, why is that? There are so many things that I would that I would point to as a, as a question. Like, first of all, like the way you feel, like just from a personal level, don't you want to feel good? Don't you want, like you, people get up there like, oh, like I, I used to love this. Like I'd, I'd come to work and I'd have, uh, you know, like a, a quart of green smoothie with me. I'd open it up and I'd be drinking it, you know, do my thing. And people used to bust my chops sure. for it. And they're like, man, it smells like you're drinking the lawn and this and that. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. And finally, one day, I remember turning to this guy. I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, uh, 
you're about 60 pounds overweight, right? And I think I saw you almost die coming up two flights of stairs the other day. And weren't you just talking about how you can't sleep and how you have no energy and you can't play with your kids? I'm like, you know, you're five years younger than I am, right? And like, it just, it just doesn't even dawn on people that that's, it's what you're putting in your face. I love how people think, you know, what, that a drug has to come from a pharmacy. Yeah. If a drug is something that you ingest to enact some sort of a physiologic change on your Precisely. body, yeah. then the number one drug that you ingest is food. There's there's like a really interesting uh, sugar study where they condition mice uh, for cocaine, mm-hmm. cocaine dependency, and then um, they condition mice with a, a, sh- a sugar drip. Mm-hmm. The sugar was far more addicting mm-hmm. than the cocaine, mm-hmm. even in cocaine-adapted mice. Yeah. And so um, we don't realize that a lot of the things that are put, and I mean, I, I don't, we can go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, but there's, <laughs> without, without crossing into a line of conspiracy, um, there's, there's absolutely an incentive to sell like certain foodstuffs um, that, that are supported by certain crops and to treat that with pharmaceuticals. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely, yeah. there's a financial component and a massive financial component to all of it. And I think people don't want to buy into this idea that people would profit off of pain and sickness um, and poor oh. health. And anyone who's in the medical space knows that that's clearly not true. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Well, I mean, and also the fact I think that people, again, it goes back to convenience. Yes. I think that that is a, and that the onus there is on the consumer. Yeah. You know, people want things fast and they want them cheap yeah but anything of quality food or otherwise does not come that way if you want something of quality then you have to be willing to one invest the time and two be willing to pay the money for it you know if and i just find it fascinating that people are willing to you know spend so and so much money on a car but yet when you actually consider what you're eating they can't be bothered by it you're driving your body around a hundred times more than you're driving your car. Right. I, I got uh, the guy who put me on designs for health. Yeah. He really, I was poor. I was like, you know, 19 at the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, college student. And, and I said, Oh, this, these are really expensive. Uh, and they are, they're more expensive cause they're high quality and that's what it costs to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, would you, you know, he's like, would you rather pay, you know, 300 bucks a month now and have a good quality of life and prevent that? Or do you want to pay $3,000 later when your quality of life has degraded to the point mm-hmm. where you're now treating illness? And Absolutely. so that's, um, that was like paradigm shifting for me yeah. where you go from, let's get ahead of the problem and invest in that yep. um, because I'm going to get the benefits now and later. Well, and also know? the fact that like, I think another thing that people really need to realize is like, you know, despite the advancements of, you know, modern medicine, you can't make it as good as new. Like, that's something you really need to realize. You know, people like, oh, like, I've heard people like, oh, I'll just get my knee replaced, or I'll get my shoulder replaced, or I'll get, the, like, wow. Divine design, man. Wow. There's no way you're going to overcome that. Well, I mean, and just, like, you know, I think, you know, I forget, I was reading an article recently, and they were talking about, like, how common things like a gastric bypass are now. Yeah. So, and I was, like, I, I remember thinking that to myself. I'm, like, you would let someone cut you open with a knife and staple your stomach in half rather than eating salad and going for a jog. Yeah. And I think it really does. I think that is extraordinarily telling when it comes to the absolute 
inability of a lot of people to have any sort of discipline. Yeah, I think, I mean, and I think that um, what people, so circling back a little bit to the microbiome, you have the vagus nerve, you know, your, your, your GI tract is autonomous and, and it can influence your, ser- your uh, serotonin, your neurotransmitter levels via the vagus nerve. And so you literally have microbes in your body when you start this, this like you're eating all the wrong things that are sending signals to your brain feel bad if you don't eat me feel good if you do yeah and so like um i do feel people are addicted to bad foods oh yeah and so you do have to educate them to the point where they're like they it's not your it's not your fault 100 percent, and sort of alleviate sort of that shame that people feel right. you should feel guilty about making bad decisions you shouldn't feel shame it's it's not you that's like intrinsically right it's these decisions in the world that we live in and so let's let's like focus on the solution here and and, and sort of deal with some of the symptoms while we're working on the underlying conditions so that you actually have know what food is supposed to taste like know what appetite actually is because right. there, there are people um it, it, people remind me sometimes you know like um i the other day i was talking to um the wisconsin naturopathic doctors association naturopathic doctors are brilliant mm-hmm. and uh one, one was a pain management specialist and, and she's talking about um she said if you're not lifting weights you're sarcopenic and I was like, oh my gosh, I never even, you know, and people will say to me, you know, I like to lift weights. I'm a bigger guy. And people will say like, well, I don't want to, I don't need to look like you. I just want to lose a couple of pounds. And I'm like, it's, it's not even about the, don't even get me started on scales. I'm like, <laughs> trust me, dude, you're not going to just like, like do six curls and look and look like this. You know, I've been right. working at it for years and years and years. Right. And so, um, it's, it's sort of this mentality that it's like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, it's really not. I mean, you can make one decision at a time and you're going you're gonna to make this tremendous progress as you make those investments in yourself and how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not educated or you're not doing it, uh, looking at the whole organism as, as we've alluded to several times, mm-hmm. um, you're just shooting yourself in the foot and you're going to be disappointed by fad diets or um, the failed attempt where the gym is full January 1. And by February one, uh, you know, seventy percent are are just paying their, you know, right, paying their membership fee because they feel guilty. You know, what I tell people is that it's momentum. Like, yeah. good habits or bad habits, it's momentum. And if you've been rolling Absolutely. the rock in one direction for a long time, first of all, you got to slow that rock. Right. Then you got to stop that rock, and then very slowly, yeah. you got to start moving it in the opposite direction. Yeah. And what I've told people, and you know, I've had people ask me like, hey, you know, would you be willing to train me or? And I said, you know, it has to be the right person. But for some people I've said yes, because some people, you know, they're not serious. But if someone says, you know, if they ask that and I think that they might be serious, one of the things, the one of the first things I'll tell someone is, you got to give me six months. Like, no questions asked. I agree. Six months at a minimum. I said, you're not going to see results in a day, a week, or a month. I said, you're not going to see results in two months. I said, in six months, you'll be able to see some results. We, we have a remarkable homeostas- homeostasis in our body. Um your homeostatic set point is going to take 12 months to override completely to get you to like a goal weight. Right. And so, yeah, by six months, you should be well on your way. Um, I just, I think that that is really great for adjusting people's expectations. Yeah, this, you have this, to. You didn't get, you didn't get the way you are overnight. Exactly. You're not going to get back overnight, but you absolutely can. And I think the people I see who are really successful are the ones who want to become educated on all aspects of what it means to be in good health, you yeah. know, um, not somebody who's looking for a quick fix and a 30 day plan. Um, you're going to make tremendous gains, but if you just go straight back to the way that you were eating before, 
what what are you expecting is going to happen? Well, and also like what I tell people is you're not once you begin to realize, you know, some positive ground, you can never go back to the way that you were before I, because the way that you were before yeah. and what I mean by the way you were is the way you were living mm-hmm. before because that will bring you back to exactly where you started and you'll be you'll be nowhere from it. It's not it's not like you said 30 days. It's your life. It's everything that you do and I think that with that, though, the benefits from, let's just say, exercise and good diet begin to manifest themselves in areas far outside that in your life. You know, your general well-being, your relationships, right, your outlook on things, your desire to, you know, learn or, you know what I'm saying? They do. It's all part and parcel of the same thing. Again, it goes back to what I was saying before as far as we silo things. Going to the gym and working out however you choose to do it is not does not just have physical implications certainly it does right and that's it, it that's probably like ground zero of of that particular endeavor i'm going to go here i'm going to lift weights i'm going to get stronger yes but other things happen as a byproduct of that you're going to feel better physically you're going to look better this is going to give you confidence confidence is going to translate to other things right hey if i could do this difficult task here yeah. right then perhaps i can achieve other difficult tasks whatever they might be physical intellectual you name it and i just think that the most compelling people that i've met in my life are the people that sought those things right. out and understood that through the constant pursuit of challenge and the willingness to sort of grind that out mm-hmm. and understanding that it is a process and the embracing of that process, that is where excellence is achieved. Yeah. I think the biggest lie that is sold to, I'll just say like sort of the American public, but mm-hmm. probably, you know, on a global scale is that excellence can somehow be achieved without the struggle, which is for anybody who really knows, absolute nonsense. You got you to gotta have fire to be tempered you got to go through the hardship to be sharpened yeah and and biochemically we see that as well you know uh, we're learning epigenetics and we're learning that um it's not that your brain sends a signal and the dead end is your fat cells your fat cells are sending signals back to your brain your gut is sending signals to your brain you know and so um yeah when you're talking about having the People who run have elevated uh, serotonin. People who lift weights have elevated endorphins and, and sex hormones. Um, all these things that, that, that people are after, you're building it on the substrate of the, of the, the biology, of, of the, the physicality that you are, and that, that feeds all of these uh, intangible um, aspects of our existence and, and makes them so much fuller. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when you really get into this, it's really my therapy. Like the gym is. is, the gym is my therapy. And I, like, I have to have it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we talk about, um, recovery, you know, performance and things like that, but recovery, uh, longevity, I don't ever want to be in a, pos- I want to be that old guy, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't ever want to be in a position. And so really the nutrition is ensuring, um, that you're getting, the opportunity to go put go through that hardship longer at a higher level so that you're getting the output you want to build the rest of your life upon you know and um that is that that is a battle of inches you know some days but some days it feels great and when you build these habits you know it takes three weeks to build a habit three weeks you know you tell me you can't do this for three weeks uh you, you can't yeah well, but that's the thing is that i think that people i just think that people 
I don't know, especially, you know, our generation, you and I are about the same age and you, I love to read. I know you love to read and you, you read stories about the lives of the people in this country just, you know, from a hundred years ago, Mm -hmm. how, I mean, how much tougher they were Mm -hmm. just across the board than anybody today. I mean, we have it like, we've just gotten so soft. Mm -hmm. And I also think that that, that is, I think we've done ourselves a disservice there. I don't think that you're supposed to live, you know, life soft and comfortable all the time. You know, like, um, I had a, a conversation with a, a gentleman that I know who is sort of one of the like original badasses in my <laughs> mind. And this guy was, you know, he was a former army ranger. He was a surgeon mm-hmm. and this guy was wandered himself up into the Rocky mountains with a bow and arrow to go hunt elk before anybody it. else was doing it. Yeah. And we were sitting one time having a cup of coffee and we're talking and we were saying that it requires extremes to appreciate things. And what I mean by that is you've never appreciated how good it feels to be warm until you've really Ice cold. been yeah. cold. Yeah. Or how good it feels to be dry until you've been soaking wet. Or how good food tastes until you've really been hungry. Yeah. You know, people around here in this country, they just... Everything, in my opinion, everything is too easy. Mm-hmm. If you travel, you have, I have, mm-hmm. and you've gone to some places in the world that, like, not so great, and you're like, oh, okay, so these people live in a house literally made of dirt. Correct. Floor, wall, like, maybe, like, a straw roof, but dirt. No electricity, and clean water is a fantasy. And yet, here, in this country, everything is... So... I have, taking. A, I have experience with that. I, I was a fundraiser with Compassion International before I got into the nutrition industry. Sure. And their mission is to help. Uh, it's a sponsorship, child child sponsorship in third world context. Uh-huh. And so um, it's a Christian organization. But what they're doing is they're bringing resource, education, food to that third world context yeah. where people literally. And I thought I was going down there to save these kids. You know what right. I mean? And I would take people down there. And every time was just floored by um, the the wealth of physicality that they had a lot of times and um of that of that going through and persevering through hardship Mm -hmm. and the joy that you can have in those circumstances the the vibrancy of life the fullness of life i I literally almost i had a breakdown one time when i was in ecuador and i'm like these kids came up and they're hugging me and their hearts are so open it was just like such an experience and so different like i i felt like the blinders came off for me and another aspect of that um, was being around people who had devoted themselves to pouring as much into life as they could mm-hmm. so that they had beyond what they needed and they could give back to other people. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is you believe in, mm-hmm. you know, live for more than yourself. Yeah. And, and I think, like, um, it's it comes down to some of the things you said. You can live this mediocre life um, and just get by and be focused on your ailments and sort of, like, you know, never really figuring out the problem or you can make progress to the point where you have an abundance that you can overflow and give to people right and you're never going to get there unless you're willing to go through hardship or even seek it out sometimes well i think seeking it out is important yeah i think it's seeking it out is is monumentally important i mean like i would say that you know if you look back at any sort of storied culture of the past right you know like manhood was attained through a rite of passage Ritual, yeah. right like you have to like we're going to send you out and you got to go do whatever task or tasks we as this culture have designated as as the challenge to entering manhood 
Otherwise, you're just an older boy. And I think that as we look around in this society, a lot of older boys out there, man. Not Legit. a lot of men. And that's, I think you can point to a lot of the problems that we have as a society based on that. Like, you're just soft. And I think that people are afraid of, of you know, of saying that. But, I mean, anybody who's looking at it objectively will just be like, yeah, that's that's just even, the way that it the is. Even the way we parent. You know, they used to call them helicopter parents who hovered around. Now they call them lawnmower parents. They knock down every obstacle for their kids. And, like, you see this, and, like, because of Facebook and things like that, you have this obsessive comparative disorder where everybody is, like, pressuring each other, and you get the lowest common denominator. Right. And I just can tell you, with I got a couple boys, you know, and watching these these kids, when they come to me to solve a problem, there is this instinct you have. I know how to do it. I can take care of it. I'm the man. Right. But, like, just stepping back and going, figure it out. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. You have to. You, you know? have to. Yeah. The removal of competition oh. is... Heartbreaking, is, man. Well, it's not even heartbreaking. To me but there's it is. only yeah. well, I mean, yes, it is. I very much agree with that. Yeah. But ultimately, there's only one way that that ends. Right. And that is the diminishment of the individual that does not have to compete. Right. And I got news for you. Somebody else out there, I you know, back when I was like boxing, mm -hmm. we had this coach and he was I think he was probably in his late seventies and he had fought in the army and he was this guy was still like greased lightning. Yeah. And he would tell us, he's like, every day that you're not training, somebody yeah. else is. And you might not meet them in your first fight or your 10th fight, but you will meet them. And when you meet that person who was training all those times that you were sandbagging, they will destroy you. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, goes for anything. It's not just physical, right? It's, are you reading? Right? Are you trying to educate yourself? Are you trying to be a better version of yourself, you know, today than you were yesterday? What about tomorrow? And I think that also in that, as we were saying that like, you know, that one action has reactions. Mm -hmm. As you do that, if you're that kind of person where you're constantly out there like pushing the envelope, yep. you're gonna inspire other people around you to do the oh, same. Dude, yep. No one Momentum. looks no one's like, I wanna play for second place or I wanna be right. sub sub average. Look at every advertisement you see. Right. Look at all the marketing. Who is it? It's it's always the guy that's like I'm a champion. Yeah, you're a champ like I was just watching this thing the other day and they were talking about Kobe Bryant. And I forget who it was who was talking, but it was before before a game. And he goes, Yeah, I went to the gym to warm up. And Kobe had already been in there for like, and I asked the, the security guard, how long has he been in here? He's like, oh, dude, he's been in here for like, I don't know, like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. He's like, two hours? Yeah. And then he went and he warmed up and he left and Kobe was still doing it. Yeah. And then during the game, Kobe just schooled them all. Yeah. And he's like, no one worked harder than that guy. They're like, yes, he had tremendous raw talent, but he just would not stop honing his craft and trying to get better. Yeah. You, you, the only thing better than talent is hard work and talent. That's right. <laughs> Everyone can work hard. Some people have talent. You put them together, you get an unstoppable force. Yeah. And I don't even think that people give themselves a chance to realize the talent what that their they talent have. Is. They're like, oh, yep. I can't do that. What do you mean you can't do if that? You're not, if you're not persevering or going through adversity, you're never going to find that. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are like they're working a ho-hum you know, existence or job or whatever because they've never really sought out the crucible by which they define what they're excellent at. Exactly. You know? And also to seek out people that, like, push you. You yes. know, like, one of the things that, like, I think I've sort of come to at this stage in my life is I just have an inability to palate mediocrity. Mm -hmm. 
in myself, but also in anything. Like I agree. you're going to eat food, eat good food, right? Yeah. You're going to have a glass of wine, make it good wine. You're going to have mm-hmm. a good conversation. You're going to have a conversation. It should be excellent conversation. Yeah. You're going to keep company. Keep company with people that inspire you, mm-hmm. that push you, that motivate you. I love meeting people that have a skill set that I don't have or mm-hmm. that is far better than mine mm-hmm. because I can learn from them. Yep. And maybe I can get just a little bit better if I really work at it. I, one of the things that I noticed in, in fundraising is people who have the, the affluence to, um, to support things that they care about, to make a big impact with the resources that they have, they're all excellent people. You know, they're all people who have, have worked through these things, who have built the, these things, and they have some very, very similar characteristics. But uh, one of them is exactly what you just said, is that um, they're in their life. You know, their presence and they're, and they're working through it, both good and bad. They're, it, it, it creates, like you said, this momentum um, where somebody would come up against this thing and be like, oh, Oh, well, you know, I guess I better go home. And, and those, those individuals, they power through that every right. time. It's just like some, some other thing to fix because their goal is so far beyond that thing. And um, the average person looks at that and goes, oh, there's a wall there. Right. And that person goes, I'm either getting over it, going around it, or blowing it up. Exactly. You know? um, well, I mean, like, show me one person, man or woman, throughout the history of humankind yes. that did anything that we remember yeah. that was truly great. They were obsessed with the thing that they were doing. Right. Yeah. Or, or many things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's another thing, too. Yes, you can be great at one thing, but there's nothing that says you can't be great at many things. Correct. Right? Like, I love the notion of the Renaissance, man. Like, I try and epitomize that to the degree that I can. And I'm an amateur at so many of the things that I do. <laughs> but I love all of it. I think you're it. far beyond it, but yeah. I mean, like, it's, you know, pick something up and you're like, oh, I've never done that before. And, like, no one's ever done something before until they actually do it. Right. Right? You, I mean, pick anybody. That's great at something. They weren't great at that the first time they did it. Again, yes, maybe there was some raw natural talent, but if they really became something mm-hmm. where like you know their name, if you've never met them, but you know that name, you know that name because that person made you know their name. I'm going to be so good at this thing that you will know my name. Yeah. And it, it transcends all barriers, like that quality of a person. Those are the people. I don't care where you're from. I don't care anything about you. If if you have that, I need to know you. So that, and I mean, that's uh, not that we need to say way back into this, but like in the in the sports nutrition, and like that's what DFH feels like to me. That's yeah. why that's why I'm comfortable around those people. Is it is that idea of you know we don't talk about we rarely do we talk about any of the competing brands or what else, whatever else unless they're doing something profoundly different in a good way. And so it's like that's the constant conversation. I 100% agree. I think if you're going to make a difference, you should be on your beat, focusing on it, and working with people who are absolutely excellent at what they do. You know. So I think that you know one of the things that I, I've really appreciated is the fact that you know you your company seems so unique as far as the, the landscape of what we're talking about. People that have an appreciation for the quality, for the science for sort of a level of integrity, which is, I think, yes. clearly lacking out there, yeah. right? And for also for the desire to evolve with the science as it goes forward to, again, deliver the best possible, and I don't want to say product, but outcome. And I so, think that's yeah. the difference between you guys and so many of your competitors. Amen. I think that is going to be the challenge as we come into a saturated space like sports medicine. Right. Um, 
because there is sort of that like opposite feel to it where yeah. it's like, what's the extreme? What can we get away with? Right. And like, that's anathema to us. Right. We, we are like, um, what is the science support and how do we get you the outcome right. that we can replicate time and time again yes. for you? And along the way, how can we solve the other problems you have? Most athletes are not looking at um, their stomach acid levels. We have a betaine product. We have a curcumin product, right. um, which is dealing with like at the at the the genetic level is dealing with your inflammation cascade, right. your overall inflammation, um, and and all these other aspects of the organism sure. that you're trying to fuel besides what your muscles can do. So, but let's, okay, so let's step back for a second. Yeah. And like, you guys are trying to get into this whole sports medicine thing, which you yeah. and I obviously have a deep background and an appreciation for. But let's say that you're sitting down with someone who does not necessarily understand the science, but does have a desire, you know, to invest in the quality of their product themselves and ultimately that outcome. Yes. Like, how does that conversation, how do you, you know, because you're, you know, how, how do you, educate that person how do they connect with you how do they begin the journey to doing that because again as we said it's not a body of information that is readily available or sort of emphasized out there so how when you i'm sure that you have an example that you can share of people that you've worked with in the past that that came to you like that and where they're at now do you have something like that i'm kind of like you when i work with individuals i'm working with a guy right now um and i say you got to give me this amount of time and we're gonna look at everything in your life to achieve this goal right um most of my experiences i'm educating the the clinician who's who's working with the patients sure and they sort of bring through to me like different case studies and so i'm trying to think of one um within the sports sphere it's so new you know um but in my own personal so in the the way that this works for me Mm -hmm. when i start with a new doctor um in a discipline Mm -hmm. is i've already taken the products or put people on those products that i know um is gonna is gonna have an experience or an outcome that i can carry forward in that relationship sure then i talk to the the clinician the trainer whomever and we get them situated so that they feel the difference in their body mm-hmm. and they can speak to it. And then I ask them to start picking people from within their network that they uh, that are committed to the same sort of transformation. So it's a word of mouth. It's it, yeah, it's 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 like exactly. It's like grassroots evangelism. It's um, they're taking the good message forward from something that they have experienced on their own. And it sort of just organically grows. And sure. I, I feel like for me. Um, if you're not feeling the difference or you're not experiencing it yourself, it's really hard to have something to give to someone else. Sure. And so um, I think I've, I've seen that be the most effective. Okay. And I think we're going to see that in the sports space. We have, um, they get the science. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, a professional team, I, what we remain unnamed, tried to buy us. So, like in, in the conversation, they're like, how much for your whole company? Really? And Jonathan was like, we're now for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's, I mean, obviously that's a huge, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, they get it. Um, right. But I think you'll start to see. And I mean, is it going to be so profound that like the teams that are on it are going to just start dominating, you know, uh, right. maybe not, but like, I mean, like, um, I, I don't want to name drop too much here, but like, uh, the trainer at Texas tech, mm-hmm. um, Schultz was working with, uh, Jordan love, mm-hmm. um, and Jordan Brooks, mm-hmm. um, and has side by sides where right. he shows us like their, um, their pre and their post pictures from working through this. And they were like legit, like diet photos like 90 days later six pack <laughs> they looked so so good their right. body composition was improved their 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 musculature was way more developed mm. and so it's like these are people you've heard of and know sure. and they're they're getting them um at a younger like Giannis mm-hmm. Giannis um ha, 
I can't I can't speak too much to Giannis because there's nothing official there. But like I guarantee you that wasn't just strength training that turned him from that scrawny little Greek kid to the the freak. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, it's it's really putting all those things together to get sure. a, a, an exceptional result. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So how do people like if people are listening to this and they're interested as far as like exploring more or learning more? I mean, is there is there are the things they can read on your website is 100%, like how do, so yeah. talk a little bit about that like how do people begin to educate themselves if they're not part of one of these like major you know like a part of a sports team or some program like that they're just somebody out there that happens yeah. to be listening to this podcast like yeah this is something where you know I train myself or I want to train or I want to educate myself on this how do they go about that uh, for the sports lane it's designsforsports.com um, and they can set up an account there. What they're going to want to do, if you can get on their newsletter or you email them, um, they'll connect you with somebody in your area who actually um, is is, is going to be your, your conditioning or your coach. We're not a direct-to-retail line, um, and so you are working through a clinician. For Designs for Health, that's designsforhealth.com. Mm. Um, same thing. If you check, you can look at all the uh, a lot of information if you sign up for an account. Um, through designsforhealth.com, you can look at a lot of the uh, the products there and get some of that education. Mm-hmm. And again, we can connect you with a clinician who's going to deliver that really customized um, experience that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Somebody who holds your hand through it. Um, yeah. But you know, just start re- you know start looking into these things um, on a basic level. I think. Um, you know, we if you get on our, our newsletters and our mailers, we have educations all the time, mm-hmm. and, and they're free. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it is, is pretty high science on the back end. Um, but, I mean, the people that will tie you in, into the clinicians who are using it in your area, Sure. if you want to be educated, they're the ones who will help you. So, sure. I mean, we met through um, Dr. Tara Dahl, who is... Yep. Um, and that that is a great example of how to get involved with this. Mm-hmm. She's an advanced lipidologist. She she runs the kinds of tests you want to know to make sure that you're healthy, that you're making progress. And so finding a clinician like that, and we're we're happy to help with that. Um, Who is going to make sure that you're you're covering all your bases? You you know, um, getting the testing to make sure before we put you under um, serious duress. Um, here's the things that you need um, to supplement around, and then we can kind of adapt and structure diet and behavior as well. Um, and I've seen people make remarkable process, progress, um, both athletically and in their health conditions. You know, and what's what's really, I I get these stories legit all the time. Um, you know, uh, a, a doctor's cleaning lady's mom who takes like our Anato E, which is a new form of vitamin E. It's like the new uh, revolution mm-hmm. in in uh, like. We're taking out uh, tocopherols from our entire line. We're putting in delta and gamma tocotrienols. She had um, an, um, there's a score, anything above like 20 with this liver score, you're, you're going to die. You know, it's like, it's not good. If you're, if you're like 25 to 30, you're, you're like, you're not going to, you're not long for this world. And she had all these, these really severe symptoms, couldn't like stand up, um, couldn't remember things, all this terrible stuff. This is one supplement. Now, this does not always happen. Right. Took that score down to an 11 right. in like three weeks, and all of like her subs- her symptoms started to subside. And so you can do that with really uh, good, specific, guided nutrition when you're working with a clinician who gets how to um, implement it. I think that's sort of a, a – so, like, I very much agree with that last point, and I think that's super important is like working with someone who knows the science. Yep. I think that you and I have had more than a couple of laughs – because of so many of the things that are out there that people purport, oh, this is the new thing, or this is the new yeah. thing. And I think it's very difficult 
for a lot of people that maybe don't have the background to sort of sift through the chaff to actually find the wheat. And I think also there's a lot of stuff out there that is potentially dangerous. I agree. Right? So one of the things that I always caution people is good for you for wanting to like take those steps to get in better health. Absolutely. Or to optimize your performance. Great. I support that. But educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And before you start making decisions as far as things that you might be ingesting, really take a step back and you need to understand what you're doing. Yes. I think that there's a lot of people out there who may be kind of 50 percented and I don't think that that's enough. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that are selling snake oil, 100%. maybe even literally, that like <laughs> that you that you need to be you need to be sure of what you're doing. If, and if you're not, you need to go find someone yes. who is sure of what you're doing. Who could be like, no, 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 not this one, not a good idea, not reputable. You know, I know you know I pharmacists that I'm you know very close with that is like most of this stuff is absolute garbage and people are paying not only is it is it a waste of of your time because it's not going to get you the results that you want maybe there's negative adverse effects to it too but it's also a complete waste of money and a lot of this stuff isn't cheap so if you're going to spend your money on stuff and you're going to put you know something inside yourself makes sense you better do your due diligence is all and, i'm saying and there's um i can't remember what the study was but it was it was the study of like belief um Oh yeah, they they did this study where um, they it was there's two different shakes. One's one was labeled 140 calories, one was labeled 680. Mm. The shake was actually 340 mm. calories. Right. And this study, the people who thought that they were getting the really heavy caloric shake, yeah, their, their ghrelin levels dropped as if they had the 140 shake, um, because or as if they were they had had the six the 680 calorie shake because they thought that they were full oh yeah and so power of belief there's there's definitely something um to that so definitely and the thing is if, if, if someone can't answer those questions I, I i think i don't know about you but like when you buy a car or anything you know i, I check with my dad then i check with industry experts like people yeah. that i that that i trust and you, you do like this sort of like uh, vetting process and i think everybody needs to have that in their life where they can get all their questions answered. Don't just take somebody's word for this. This is your your health and your body, you know, and it is the structure that we're building our life upon. Um, make sure that you get all your questions answered. And if you don't know what questions to ask, go to somebody who does this sure. for their livelihood. Exactly. It is it is a hard thing, I think, to figure that all out, you know. Um, but I think it's worth persevering through again uh, to finding the right people in your network uh, that you can trust. Uh, that you can rely upon because they're the experts in that thing and it'll be proven out you know all that research that goes into it it'll be proven out in the results that you get right. I, I honestly th you know and i would say also like there's no need to jump into the deep end of the pool first right i think yep. going back sort of circling back to what we were talking about initially first make sure that your diet is what it needs to be mm -hmm. right cut out all the garbage there don't even worry about supplementation right if your if your basic diet is not tuned up already then there's you know then supplementation is probably should be on the back burner and then once your diet is at least moving in the right direction then begin to sort of explore the world of supplementation and also and you may have different thoughts on this and I want to hear your you know I want you to weigh in a second but then also like understanding 
each component as it gets added to the picture. I agree with that. I'm going to take yeah. a multivitamin, and I'm going to take this multivitamin because of this, and I understand what I'm taking here. And I'm going to take, now, I'm gonna, now I've got my multivitamin down, I'm going to add a fish oil. Why am I going to take fish oil? What is the benefit of that? Like, why am I taking this so, fish oil? So the reason I made that face, um, hormesis or like the process of giving your body what it needs to heal itself. You mm -hmm. know, drugs don't heal your body. Um, supplements don't heal your body. Your body heals your body. Right. Um, and so I think um, like a lot of times in holistic medicine, they're looking at diet, supplementation, removal of certain pathogens or or problematic elements, mm -hmm. uh, behavior, um, all of these things synergistically. Right. I What, what you're saying is 100% valid, and I think that's a great way of doing it, like, as you layer those things. Correct. Um, but, you know, you're wanting people to get that result um, quickly to feel good, to build that momentum. Mm -hmm. and so I don't think that... Um, I, I totally agree with phases mm -hmm. and understanding what you're doing. I think that um, you can layer some of these things on top of each other. Like if you're if you're committed to a change and you've reached that point where you want to make a transformation, why not go why not go all in mm -hmm. as much as you you can handle as capacity is. Um, if you're eating garbage, supplements are not going to do anything for you. You know, and you can understand them and get the science and everything else. Um, but if you're like, for instance, if your GI tract is not optimized, it's not in a position, right. um, like Dr. Dahl put you through this test, looks at all these different biomarkers. If, if those are all out of whack and you take the best probiotic on the market, you're not colonizing and I think that any that's, of that. I think that's what I was trying to, trying to convey you, is the fact that like, it, yeah. if you're eating a dozen donuts, it doesn't matter Correct. what supplements you're taking because it's not going to have, you, you, you cannot undo, right. The, the, the foundation, right? If you're building a house and your foundation is garbage, it doesn't matter what the walls look like because it's all going to yes. fall in on itself anyway. Yeah, you can't you can't uh, outrun you can't run a marathon and then pound twelve donuts. You can't like outrun um, the decision of what you're putting in your body. I swear, like, um, I wish I could just convince people it's it's eighty five percent what you put in your mouth, you know, and you'll get um, you'll get the results you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, exercise you and I both know is of critical importance. Sure. Um, but you're not going to go outrun your diet. You're right. just not, you know. That's cool. So yeah. give us a basic rundown of like what, like you and I have talked about a little bit, but just for people that are listening, like give us a rundown of what you do as far as, you know, and also, you know, with as, as it pertains to your kids. I mean, like that's something you and I have talked about as yeah. well. And like, yep. I think that that's really, really important as far as the education of your children, as far as what is quote unquote food and why do we eat it and those kinds of things. So talk us through that a little That's bit. That's a constant evolution. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you want to get as close as you can to as it's found in nature. Mm -hmm. So if you can grow, we grow a lot of our vegetables during the, the time of year we can do that here. Sure. Um, we buy organic meats because uh, mammals store their toxins in their fats. And so you want it to be Organic for most people, um, that means that they can't feed it GMOs, genetically modified organisms, mm -hmm. um, and it means that they're not putting hormones in that animal. And mm -hmm. so um, we go to a local butcher and we found a local farm that raises like organic uh, pork. We hunt. Um, you and I are huge proponents of that. Um, where you're, that whole experience, we could get it. We could get into that. Uh, but it's it's right a passage. It's connecting with nature, but then it's it's producing a food stuff that's just of incredible quality. Quality. 
Um, and so, like, I mostly eat paleolithically, which is um, we don't eat a ton of grains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have – everything for me is 80-20. And mm-hmm. so um, you look for things that um, – if you're looking to add fiber, we mm-hmm. love these things at our house called Sammy's Bakery's Cinnamon Chips. Okay. We, we should buy stock in that company. We buy <laughs> so many. It's like a $40 a week habit. Um, but, like, um, they're like there's 12 grams of fiber in a serving. Sure. You could eat a whole bag. Mm-hmm. And and it's like 48 net carbohydrates, uh-huh. and so you're not going to spike your blood sugar through the roof. Sure, so you're getting tons of like really good um, healthy omega sixes, like flax. It's mm-hmm. mostly made out of flax, and really great fiber, which is feeding your gut. And so, um, like treating Finn is a little different because he's on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. but that's really set the set the standard where a lot of people with their kids. They make their own food and they give their kids like chicken nuggets. We don't do that. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll food strike them at the table. We, we, we make them eat like us. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do like a green chef or something like that, like a, a ready-made organic meal or something, like they're going to try it, even mm-hmm. if it's like Dijon potatoes. But um, really important, I think, is like organic as much as you can get. And if you're on a limited uh, budget, there's the dirty dozen and the clean 15 and you can get those things and and buy according to the things that are the dirtiest in the market right um we are really serious about our water that was Mm -hmm. one of the first things especially with my son that they brought up um reverse osmosis is essential and if Mm -hmm. you're going to do that then you need to look at your mineral balance Uh, we have excellent mineral choices supplementally uh, but you and i were just talking about superior water uh, Mm -hmm. which is a natural water source that has some of those um minerals that were filtered through the bedrock in the water to dissolve, mm-hmm. dissolve solids that are really important. So I could go on all day about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, my cabinet is like a pharmacy. We've got um, stuff for when people, when and if people get sick, which they don't as much in my house right. any, anymore, which is awesome. Right. Um, but uh, my, we're, we're looking at eating whole foods. We're looking at eating fermented vegetables that mm-hmm. we're typically making ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, fermented condiments as much mm-hmm. as possible. Really? Like, let's, what about, because, I mean, obviously, so, you know, yeah. you and I are both, you know, like, you know, always trying to experiment in the kitchen. So, fermented yeah. condiments, what are we doing the, there? The mainstays in our house, uh, we use, we'll use kombucha, water, kefir, those aren't condiments, but... Um, uh-huh. Like hot sauce, I make a fermented hot sauce okay. where I ferment garlic and habaneros or ghost peppers. Yeah, um, and there's there's something called lacto fermenting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody listening to this should look that up. That's a great place to start. You know, mm-hmm. You're gonna make a huge impact on your health if you lacto ferment. Mm-hmm. Um, you can lacto ferment berries, which we do. Um, so like organic blueberries. Um, uh, sauerkraut mm-hmm. is an excellent one. All, all the German krauts, you know. Um, yep, raw sauerkraut. Um, ketchup, you can ferment ketchup. Um, yep, and hot sauce. And so those are some of the ones that we use um, pretty frequently in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've made and we buy kombucha, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a fermented tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and every morning the kids get what we call our, our health smooths. That's the green stuff that smells like grass that the guy was talking about. Mm-hmm. But we use like one of our, our uh, concentrated green powders. Mm-hmm. We put a resistant starch in there, which mm-hmm. I could go all day about. But short chain fatty acids are really important and resistant starches. Um, like cold potatoes or, or banana, um, the peels of bananas and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but we make a product that is a resistant starch. Um, a spore-based probiotic goes mm-hmm. in our smoothie. Um, and then kelp because um, we need iodine um, and some of the nutrients there. And then we add raw sauerkraut to it. We put in kombucha. We put in raw greens. Mm-hmm. Um and then we'll dump some fruit on top of that. Usually light, low glycemic, but a lot of times we'll throw in like mango or something so the kids will drink it. Sure. That's like, that's an everyday thing for us. And so um, th- those are some tweaks, you know. Yeah. 
um, as far as our diet goes. Um, but I don't like to drink um, unless it's like erythritol or stevia or something from an organic source. I don't like to drink my calories um, mm -hmm. other than um, like a protein shake or something like that mm -hmm. um, in a specific window of time. Mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, supplementation, I like to sort of, I have my mainstay products that I, I've gotten genetic testing done. Mm -hmm. I, I know that my family um, has diabetes, and so I really look at uh, blood sugar control. Mm -hmm. um, I take products for that. I take a multi, um, and then I'll take some sports performance stuff out of our sports line. Mm -hmm. But then uh, the rest of my supplementation I'm looking at, um, I kind of cycle through the different um aspects of, of overall health, anti-aging, or I'll do like, you know, antioxidants, or I'll do uh, a month on hormones. I'll do mm -hmm. a, a detox like quarterly. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit more, more advanced or crazy yeah. with it. Um, but I think as you begin to understand the science and you begin to sort of understand how it affects you, you sort of experiment with yourself to figure out exactly where the sweet spot is and everybody's a little yeah. bit different. And I think that once you have that knowledge base, yep. like I do the exact same thing myself. I mean, you yep. and I have had yep. some very, you know, sort of in-depth conversations about like, okay, I'm going to tweak this and modify that. And I think that that's, there's, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. I enjoy the fact that like, okay, like what does this do? What does that do? And, and, and how do these yeah. things affect me? And do I feel better? Yeah, I do feel a little better. Good. So we're on the right path or I don't feel as good as I did. So I'm going to, you know, yeah. and I think that that's, and I think having being in tune with yourself is is very important. But then also realizing that you're a little bit in the driver's seat here. Yes. Like take some take some control yeah. of your own life. Realize that things are not necessarily sort of just left to fate, but rather that you know you have the ability to have an impact on your own you know well-being sort of as a whole. But. There's, there, that's excellent. And there, there's some really great, like, I mean, um, you're, you're trying to trick your body. Your body is constantly like, you don't want to eat the same six things. We all do it. But like, um, you, you definitely want to like, look at diversifying your diet and compliance to me is a huge thing. Like sure. take the amount of supplements, eat the kind of food that you're going to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that you can stick to. Don't suffer through this thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Keep working on your diet till you find meats that you love. Till you find, like, maybe you're a nuts and, and beans kind of person or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever the thing is, like, you know, find the ways to prepare those food stuffs and try new things. It's such a it's such a rewarding experience. Absolutely. It's just, it opens your mind and your spirit. It's, it's such an incredible thing uh, to experience the smells and the sensations yeah. of, of interacting with really good new food. Um, yeah. It's an exciting journey people can, can go on. Um, and then, yeah, you just add really good supplemental nutrition to that. And I, I think, um, you know, feel good about the choices that you're making. That has such an impact on your overall health. Like, like you were saying before, um, you know, eat a big meal and go lay down and don't, and don't judge yourself for doing that, you know. Um, and all these different things, you know, like enjoy the experience. It's such a fun and rewarding experience, you know. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, uh, I really, really appreciate you coming and, and taking the time to sit down. And, and hopefully I know that every time you and I sit down that I feel like I walk away learning something. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening today did. Um, again, remind people how they can find you guys online. Yep. And then uh, if if you have like a personal contact that you want to give out so that yep. people can reach out to you by all means, how do they, how do they get hold of you? So if you're looking for the sports lane, it's designsforsport.com. And if you're looking for um, the overall larger company with a, a wider offering, that's designsforhealth.com. 
Um, if you want to get a hold of me personally, I'm more than open to that. Uh, you can reach me at jwagner at uh, designsforhealth.com. So that's my uh, J as in Jaguar, Wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R, at designsforhealth.com. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, as always, you can find us at uh, modernsavagenation.com, or if you feel like emailing us, it's modernsavagenation at gmail.com. So we will uh, talk to you soon. See you.